exclusive live interviews. People, I think, have got that hunger back for hockey. Game highlights. Score! Jordan Emerly set up by Taylor Hall. Expert analysis and your opinion. This is Overtime Open Live. Brought to you by the Terry Peranich Real Estate Team. Edmonton's number one real estate resource. Now... From the Cabela's Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers on Radio, Oilers Radio. 630 Shed. Well, the Edmonton Oilers appear to be a team driving on flat tires on a road to nowhere. Another lackluster effort and another loss, and another one on home ice for that matter. They finished their six-game homestand with a record of 1-4-1. Tonight's final tally, the Ottawa Senators 4, the Oilers 1. The only goal of the game for Edmonton scored late in the second period by Jordan Eberle. The last five or six minutes of the second period, the only portion of the game where the Oilers exhibited any sort of force or control on this hockey game it was pretty much Ottawa's all the way the Senators improved to 29 26 and 6 the Oilers 0-4-1 in their last five now 22 33 and 6 on the season thanks for tuning in tonight it is 9 49 my name is Reed Wilkins Rob Brown will join us in a couple of minutes Terry Peranich real estate team overtime open line coming to you from the Cabela's broadcast center we'll head into the Oilers dressing room here courtesy of GCL diesel for all things diesel Here's Taylor Hall. Well, Taylor, you look at the homestand as a whole, tough way to finish it out. Um, yep, for sure. Um, not the way you want to play in front of your home crowd and disappointing record for sure. I mean, you guys did have a, a push at the end of the second period. Uh, did you feel that you were able to carry that over into the third? Yeah, we made a bit of a push and we had some chances tonight, but at the end of the day, uh, power play, couldn't find one. And, uh, you know, we, we just didn't bury when we had to. Um, it seems like we're crawling back from behind every game, and it's a tough way to play. Some of the energy kind of leaving the group? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I think the effort's still there and the honesty's there. Um, we just need to be better as a whole. We need to play better. We need to execute better. Read that's Taylor Hall. All right, thanks a lot. That's Brendan Ulrich working the Oilers dressing room tonight as they lose 4-1 to the Ottawa Senators. We're going to bring in Rob Brown and Taylor Hall saying the effort is there and the honesty is there. I wonder if you would agree with that, given what we've seen the last three or four games. So you have to repeat that one again. I didn't have the microphone up there or the headphones up. Okay, sorry. Can you hear me now? I can hear can you, you hear now. now. Where's the Verizon yeah. guy? Uh, Taylor Hall saying that uh, the effort was there and the honesty was there. I, I, I would imagine a lot of fans would question <laughs> that uh, assessment. What do you think? No, the effort wasn't. It, well, if that's the best effort they have, then they're in a lot of trouble. Um, we, we've seen the others when they're playing well. And that wasn't the same team out there tonight. They had a nice little start. And about seven minutes into the game, Ottawa started taking over. And the reason they took over is they were winning battles. They were winning races. Anything that was 50-50 went Ottawa's way. Uh, they got pucks in. Ottawa was getting pucks in deep, getting a forecheck going. The Oilers would get pucks to the red line. They'd turn it over. They'd get the puck in, and very quickly it'd come out the other way. It wasn't near good enough. The Oilers had spurts tonight there's probably three or four spurts where they controlled play but that was it it, it, it was not a good effort this uh, it was too easy for the Ottawa Senators tonight and uh, a, a Stone a Carlson uh, good hockey players that 
didn't they weren't hit they weren't pushed they didn't have they, no one competed against them and the best line tonight for the Ottawa Senators was their third line with Lazar on it I mean Lazar Neal and was it Pale I think his name is uh, they they were dominant out there and and that is a line that should give a team energy it's not a line that should dominate and that line was very good the uh, three stars tonight selected by Sportsnet. I'm just reading these as selected by Sportsnet. Zach Smith, Brandon Davidson, and Taylor Hall. Uh, I find it a stretch to give well, one Oiler a start tonight. It's let weird. Alone two. That's not who they announced in. Oh, it isn't? No. Okay, that's what I have on the game. Yeah, it was. Um, there were two, two well, Stone Ottawa got centers. A couple of points no, tonight. it wasn't Stone either. It was, I think it was the kid that got his first goal tonight. Nick oh, Paul. Nick Paul. He yeah. was one of the stars tonight. So they, maybe that's where they messed up because there was only Davidson was the only star for the Oilers. Well, and Davidson, cont- I, I mean, it, sure, like anybody else, he had some rough shifts tonight. I think Davidson continues to, to work pretty hard. Uh, I'm just going to make him the fourth star well, of the game as well for Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Try the auction advantage. We have the selection. You set the price. Check out maauctions.com. I mean, to me, the best oiler tonight was Cam Talbot. You know, uh, uh, there it was 2-1, and the only reason it was 2-1 is because Cam Talbot was outstanding in the second period. And they scored the third goal on the th- in the third period. That, he had absolutely no chance, a wonderful 2-on-1. But he gave them a chance, and, and a night that the Ottawa Senators controlled through the first 40 minutes most of the game. 4-1. The Ottawa Senators win it tonight. You can reach us, 780-496-0063. We have Chris in Phoenix standing by to start things off this evening. Chris, thanks a lot for giving us a buzz. Hey, man. Uh, no problem. Uh, you know, I got a suggestion. It probably won't. Uh, you guys probably won't do this, but what's the point of listening to these players' post-game reaction and telling us what they uh, should have done or what went wrong or what they were supposed to do when every game they seem to do the same mistakes and they give us the same BS reply. It, it's getting frustrating as an Oiler fan. Um, it, 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 there, there's, I, I hate to quote this guy because I really didn't like George W. Bush, but, but what's the <laughs> saying? What, what's the saying? Uh, fool me once, shame on me. If fool me twice, shame on you. Whatever it is, you know, you, you guys get to just... Well, that's more or less how George said it, too. Yeah. Every year, as in this this past this past offseason, I I came in with with many Oiler fans with this hope that at least you know there's going to be some progress and this team is going to actually start showing something instead of like giving up and just just doing the same old you know routine that they've that they've been doing for the past ten years and they keep on doing it even with a substantial upgrade and by substantial I mean like world class upgrade. On the coaching staff, and in in the in the uh, you know the the, the the head office, and it's it's just so frustrating. And to, to be honest, um, I, I can see the Oilers winning the lottery again. As pathetic as that sounds, and if we win that lottery, I, I hope that we're calling uh, we're calling uh, Arizona right off the bat and, and, and trying to get uh, Ekman Larson here, uh, like uh, Bob suggested today. Because this this team is just brutal. I don't know what I don't know what else to, to to think when when you just witness these guys just not giving it all, right? and, and you see what happens when they actually try and they actually forecheck and they actually do the right things. They have sustained pressure, but then that's only for like eight minutes of the game or ten minutes of the game. So, yeah, but okay. Now yeah. here's my question to you: Are the Oilers better than a thirtieth place team? They they are on paper. Well, yeah, but why though? Why why are they are why are they on paper? This is a team that 
in the last nine years, well, say the last six years, have been 30th three or four times. The best they've done is 24th. Why would they? Why are they better on paper? I'd want to say that they're more skilled than they than they've been. We have better coaching. Uh, I was at the very least. I was I was expecting this power play to be in the top in the top half of the league. I wasn't too too confident in our in our penalty killing because of what we have on, on, on the back end. But I was at least hoping that the power play would give us a, fight, a, a fighter's chance every game. And it's just fluttering. I don't know what, what else to do or what else to think. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, but if you're Peter Shirelli right now and you're looking at this team, because this, this isn't a team that he has built. This is a team that he's tinkered with a little bit. So now he's, he's looking at this team. Do you completely blow it up? Do you just say we're one or two players away? Are we ten players away? Because this is a team that, that with that you say is good on paper that is in 30th place, following a 29th place, following a 28th, following a couple other 30th place finishes. So are the players that you have, are they good enough? I, uh, to, to, be, to be honest, no. I, 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 I called Reed a couple days ago, and I think I suggested what we need. We're, we're at least two defensemen away. And uh, uh, probably another two two forwards away, uh, a third line center that can actually bang and put pucks in the net, and I, then another another top six forward that can play on on either with a one or two lines that can actually go in the dirty areas and put you know I, instead I believe, of just sitting there. I believe this team is if it's is eight players minimum changeover for it to become a good uh, a playoff caliber hockey club on a consistent basis. Chris, uh, thanks, thanks for calling, man. We, we certainly hear your frustration, and it's, it's extremely justified after not just this game, but really the last two-thirds of this homestand. Well, they only won the first game. Then they lost five in a row. Uh, we are going to have a quick 10 o'clock news, so if you're on hold, uh, stay there, but we want to get you caught up on the news and weather, obviously. I, I will say this, Rob. Todd McClellan said this earlier in the season. Other coaches have said it, that the league gets tougher every 10-game segment. You know, sometimes rosters are in flux in the season. You may have rookies. You may have guys in new spots. And then coaches figure out what they have. And then, you know, there's not a lot of trades in season, but some teams might change a little bit. Call somebody up. Then you get after Christmas. Then you start seeing, okay, there's the playoff cut line. Then you come out of the all-star break. And then the teams that are in it can really see, man, we got a chance to be in this thing. And I think what we've seen here is that in those 10-game segments that have gotten tougher, the Oilers haven't been able to respond. So, I, I, I mean, it's, I think it's a combination. They're, they're not working hard enough. Their effort is waning. Plus, now we're seeing that the teams that can really crank it up, and even a team like Ottawa, I mean, they had an, they had an otherworldly run last year that isn't often going to be repeated, but they went through it last year, and they were like, holy man, yeah, we had a great goaltender, but we had to bust our buns to scratch out every little point the rest of the way. Teams are familiar with that, and they answer the bell, and the Oilers aren't familiar with it, and they aren't able to answer the bell. And, and it's one thing to have effort, but it's another thing to have smart effort. And right now, the Oilers are not doing the little things. And you mentioned right there that the good teams do little things at this time of year. The Oilers are not doing the little things. They're, they're not uh, getting pucks out on, on the back check, Pucks in deep, going to the hard spots, protecting the front of the net. Those are the things that, that winning teams do consistently. You don't do it you know, every second shift, every third shift. You do it every shift. And the Oilers aren't doing that. And as we've said, the Oilers are not skilled enough to play 
uh, a haphazard game. They have to be all in to win hockey games, and they haven't been all in on this road in this homestand. Quick break for a news update. The Senators take down the Oilers 4-1 from the Cabela's Broadcast Center. Terry Peranich, Real Estate Team, Overtime Open Line. You're listening to the Terry Peranich Team, Overtime Open Line. Now, live from the Cabela's Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Cautious start for both teams to begin this hockey game. CeCe races up to center, fires it in. Talbot slows the puck's momentum, and there's an opportunity where he could have moved it to Davidson. He elects to stick that one in his hip pocket. He'll get a face-off to his left. All right, that's your save of the game, courtesy of Carmer, uh, Armor Insurance, working today to protect your tomorrow. Cam Talbot winds up making 21 stops. Uh, the Oilers lose 4-1. They outshot Ottawa 32-25 on the game. Doesn't matter. They take another loss. If you're on hold, stay there. We want, we want to get to Oilers head coach Todd McClellan, courtesy of GCL Diesel, for all things diesel. Um, I wouldn't put them all in that category, uh, but there are some that were uh, should be embarrassed when they leave. When you see an effort like that from certain players, when do you balance the time to maybe just staple a guy to the bench or keep playing around? Well, we're probably talking about two or three guys in particular. One, maybe. And uh, he should be. Uh, the potential for it exists greatly in the next 10 days. Um, but we'll get through these, these next little, this next little phase. Positive, maybe just to play Osterly and Davis. Yeah. Is it fair? They were, uh, at least they're aggressive and they're they're making plays. And, and if they're going to error, it's it's through um, good intent and and aggressiveness. And um, no complaints about uh, about them at all. Actually, that should rub off on maybe one or two others. How does it say when your best game really in this whole stand against the best team? I don't know, maybe we were, uh, you know, I don't have an answer for that really. Um, right now I'm really disappointed, obviously. Um, it doesn't get any easier ahead of us. I'm concerned about the spirit of our team. Um, I think there's a lot of guys waiting for something. Uh, what that is, I don't know. If it's changes coming, if it's them leaving, if it's new guys coming in, that's a dangerous, dangerous thing. Um, you know, the three goals against tonight are, I can't stand here and justify any of them. The missed coverage in the D zone, um, you know, the, the lack of a clear on a, on a penalty kill where we've got all the time in the world, and uh, obviously, uh, a passing error in the neutral zone that we don't handle puck on, and that's what we're there for. So I, I can't explain that. That's disappointing. Uh, um, you know, and then we had phases of really good attack time and effort time. We were at times we were good in our zone, but we waver and we're up and down throughout throughout the game. Third goal broke our back. Broke our spirit. Broke our back. The way they got it. How easy it was. I can go on and on, but um, it's over with. You've seen that this season where you've played good stretches and then it seems that your team gives up that major gap that leads to a goal. How do you eliminate that from the players' psyche or just from their play on the ice? Maybe we get rid of some players. Maybe. There was one guy in particular that just stood out to everybody in the building, and that was Justin Schultz. Can you speak to him directly? Can I speak to him, speak about him or is that about him? 
pretty disappointing night um, for him as an individual and in effect at the team. A large part of this core has been through a few years where at this point in the season they're playing these types of games where they're quite a ways out. Um, and I know you, you just got here. Are you noticing that this group doesn't seem to know how to pull anything out of games at this time of year? That they're maybe a little bit used to having played these games and okay? I think that may be a good observation. I'm still early into it. Um, as I mentioned, I'm concerned about our spirit right now. Um, at the beginning of the year, he talked about holding our hands and fighting through crap like this. I'm concerned. And um, did we fold the cards tonight? I don't know. We, uh, yeah, well, could be too. You know, I, I am. I have a huge concern because the spirit of the team isn't where it needs to be. And and um, you know, just individually as a, as a group, there has to be ten guys in there that have so much pride they pull the rest of the guys along. Um, so, um, you know, we'll see what happens over the next uh, seven or six, seven days. Maybe there's some guys waiting for that. I don't know. But um, it's got to get better or we've got to make huge, huge changes. Well, that's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. His team loses 4-1 to the Ottawa Senators tonight. Uh, very candid, continues to be frustrated. Just some highlights before we go back to the phone calls, Rob. He's concerned about the spirit of the team. He says if there's some players simply waiting for change, that's a pretty dangerous spot to be in. He uh, said two or three players should be embarrassed to leave the rink tonight, and he flat out said maybe it's time to get rid of some of these players. Well, it's <laughs> reoccurring theme now with Oilers management. To, to, I mean, you got Peter Shirelli coming out saying there will be big changes. You've got the coach talking about it might be time to get rid of some players. There will be changes. And this team... It's like I was talking with the the one caller, the one that from, from Phoenix. Is this team as good as everyone thinks it was supposed to be on paper? Because the the record over the last few years shows that it it isn't. That what what you may think is a good team on paper is not that strong, and and, and what we see on the ice shows it. Um, there were a number of players that were incredibly disappointing tonight. Uh, I mean, and, and there's some that are that were called out by the coach and called out by the press. But to, the, the, the biggest one, though, that Todd touched on was the fact that the spirit of the team. Now, Todd, this is his first run through this. Uh, you've been, what is it, three, is this three years you and I here together? Yep. And I've got a couple other years on you. I've seen the spirit wane. I've seen it disappear from the team as the game has gone on, or excuse me, as the season's gone on. It wears on you. It, it, it's tough coming to a rink every day where you got your home fan booing you. When you have uh, you look in the standings and your na your team's at the bottom, uh, where certain individuals are on long losing streaks, the minuses keep piling up. It's tough. This job is supposed to be the most fun, any job in the world, and I was lucky to play it, and it is. But when it's no fun coming to the rink, and that's where it's getting to again, that scares a coaching staff that hasn't gone through it before, and that's what Todd was talking about. Four-one Senators over the Oilers tonight. The Oilers go one-four and one on a six-game homestand. We have. Several callers waiting to jump on tonight. We will start with Alex. Alex, thanks for waiting. We wanted to get Todd McClellan out to everybody, obviously. What's on your mind tonight? Well, thanks very much for having me on. And um, I actually watched that uh, press conference there on Sportsnet West there before uh, the break, the, uh, the news break there that you had. And, uh, you know, I was cringing watching that. I, I mean, I'm one of those fans, too, that uh, – 
it's embarrassing. Uh, I'm in shock as well. And uh, to see the coach finally call out Schultz on live on TV, and uh, I'd have to believe that that dressing room is fractured. And um, uh, Schultz has to go. That's quite obvious. He can't. He he's done, and everyone knows that. And and there's a few others that obviously, uh, you know, the heart on this team. I don't, I don't even know what to say anymore as a fan. Uh, you know, um, uh, we got mini packs, and I got a game to go see on on Sunday with the New York Islanders. And you know, me and my dad are gonna go. And it's like I don't even know what to what to think anymore. I, I do know one thing. I bet you they're gonna be glad to get the hell out of town to go to Anaheim and L.A. And and uh, but yeah, it's getting really bad. Uh, I didn't think we could reach another low like this this year, but it's it's there, and we are in last place, and we deserve to be in last place. And uh, whatever changes happen, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not the GM, but this team lacks heart. In a lot of big, uh, the guys who are making six million dollars a year, you've got to come to the rink with 100% heart every night. I don't care who they are. I, we all know who they are. But that's the biggest thing that's lacking. And, and you're right, uh, after 60 games, you know, after, last year it was after 40 games we were done, or 30, or after 40, after 50. And um, year after year as a fan, I'm, I'm tired of it. And I fear for this club, if they don't turn this thing around going into the new rink, you know, and if it's another disaster next year, I mean, I don't even know what to think anymore. I'm uh, frustrated and, uh, and uh, it's just it's BS. Well, you should be frustrated, Alex. Tell you what, come say hi to Rob and me on Sunday night, okay? Come cheer us up. Yeah. Thanks for calling, buddy. 780-496-0063. We're going to hear from Curtis Lazar in a couple minutes, Rob Brown. Worked very hard, as usual, tonight, I thought. But uh, we'll stick with the phone calls here. Sorry. Yeah, no, a good kid. I, was, I worked with the Oil Kings when Curtis Lazar was with the team. Wonderful kid and had a fantastic hockey game tonight. We have Mo on the line. Mo, what's on your mind tonight, man? Hey, man, uh, I just wanted to say uh, one thing. Like, honestly, Justin Schultz, he had a terrible game, obviously. But, like, honestly, is kicking a player down, like, kicking him while he's down, is that, like, the answer? Does that help him? Like, I don't know. I, I, like, you're not going to – you're going to spend $300 to go to a game and just boo a player while he's down. I don't I don't agree with that. Like, that, that pissed me off. Like, yeah, that was bad. I'm not a big I – don't, I don't like that. I understand what you're saying. I, I, I mean, obviously, when people pay, they get to do whatever they want, show their p- pleasure or displeasure. I myself, I, I don't boo, and nor would I allow my son to do that. But I know that there's a lot of frustration uh, amongst the fans, and sometimes when you pay a lot of money and you don't believe that what you're paying for or who you're paying for is giving you the effort that you deserve as a paying fan, you want to voice it somehow. And... Uh, it, it is disheartening. I tell you, it is disheartening when you get booed on your home ice. Mo, thanks for calling. I, I also want to point out to people, because a couple people are texting in about this, Connor McDavid now has the assist again on the Everly goal, so his point streak hits four games for those of you keeping point totals for the Oilers. Rookie 4-1, the Senators win it tonight. We have Greg as our finish-the-play contestant, so he's going to get 50 bucks to Panda Hut Express at the very least. Greg, we'll play the game with you in a sec, but first, uh, give us the reason for your call, man. Well, no, I'm just glad to see that the Oilers are playing like the same old Oilers, and it's kind of frustrating seeing that. Um, you know, I, I understand that Shirley just came in, and there's got to be changes that need to be made. Um, and I think he's going to 
make these changes, hopefully. And, uh, you know, if that uh, includes, you know, one of the so-called untouchable core players, then that's what needs to get done. I'm not, I'm not loyal to any player on the Oilers team. I'm loyal to the Oilers themselves. And, and a winning team is all I care about. So if, if whoever he has to trade to get what we need to be a winning franchise, I don't care as long as it gets done. So, and I'd like to see that get done so that we can be a winning team again because it's an embarrassment. It's a joke. Um, we have Connor McDavid right now, probably one of the best players we've seen in how many years, and the others can't do anything with it. So it, it is frustrating as a fan. Um, but we need to make some changes, and we need to to actually uh, make some hard changes, whether that's core players or not. But we need to be a winning team, especially next year with a new building. So yeah, well said, Greg. Do you want to win something tonight, buddy? Oh, sure do. Okay, <laughs> here's a little audio from the game, and then you're going to tell us if the Oilers scored or did not score on this attack. Uneasy with the Oilers' sputtering power play. Sacra back pass to Connor McDavid. Wheels through the neutral zone, pulls up top of the circles, off the pullout. Wrist shot. What do you say, goal or no goal? Uh, let me ask my son, hold on. Is that a goal or not a goal? Uh, he's going to say goal, but... Do you want to, do you want to give him another guess? Give him another guess. <laughs> okay, Grayson, no. Okay. Okay, he says no goal. Yeah, that's what we thought. Let's find out. <laughs> Uneasy with the Oilers' sputtering power play. Sacra back pass to Connor McDavid. Wheels through the neutral zone, pulls up top of the circles, off the pullout. Wrist shot and save made. There it is. The goal tonight scored by Jordan Eberly. So Greg and his son have qualified for the grand prize draw. $1,000 to Integra Tire Auto Center. Love your ride with Integra Tire in Edmonton, Sherwood Park, Fort Saskatchewan, and Stony Plain. Joanne and Abbas, you are next on the phone lines. we got to take a quick timeout here. The Oilers lose 4-1 to the Senators. Terry Peranich, overtime open line from the Cabela's Broadcast Center. Live from the Cabela's Broadcast Center, this is the Terry Peranich Team Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Senators 4, Oilers 1, your final tonight, along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. The Oilers get a goal. That means a $50 donation, courtesy of Booster Juice to the du- Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. 50 bucks for every goal. All season long, you can follow the total on the Oilers page on 630ched.com slash Oilers, 7150 bucks. We're up to Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world. We have Joanne on the line. Joanne, thank you for calling tonight. Hello. Oh, you're there. We're here. I'm just wondering if there isn't one of the players like Hall or Dreisaitl or McDavid or, or Davidson or somebody that can walk into that dressing room and say uh, that they're working their asses off so the other people can get their three or four million dollars a year. I saw one of the players gliding down to the ice tonight. It just drove me crazy. Well, it's funny. I don't think players ever come out on the ice thinking I'm not going to try today or I'm not going to give my best effort. It just it sometimes looks like it. Um, I'm sure there's been, I know it was a f- not too long ago they had a players-only meeting in the dressing room, and that's where they air their grievances. Between periods, if games where they're going sideways or it's not, players aren't pulling their weight, someone will stand up and say something in the dressing room. Unfortunately, it, it didn't light fire amongst the players tonight because the others, uh, their response to the first 40 minutes was not good enough. They had a little bit in the third period, then they, they have the turnover, goes the other way. So it's not like the players... Half the team before the games decide they're not going to try. 
Uh, it just something right now in that dressing room or, or when they walk out on the ice, this is a team that lacks confidence, and they seem to shut down. Some teams that lack confidence work harder. This team right now, when, they, when they're struggling, they just completely shut down, and that's what we've seen over this uh, the course of this homestand. They are easily discouraged. Yep. There are discouraging moments for every team in every game. It depends on how you react to them. That, mm-hmm. that often dictates how successful or unsuccessful you are. Yeah, well, there's different ways that people react. Some react by taking a dumb penalty. Some react by just shutting down. Some react where all of a sudden their game just goes even worse. And others get mad and get better. Unfortunately, the Oilers don't have enough of those guys to get mad and get better as their free fall over the last little while has shown that. Our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better. With help from your chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. I, I suppose I'll give this to the Letestu, Cassie, and Yakupov line that got a little bit of a forecheck going for the Oilers after about 34 minutes of virtually not having one at all. The only positive, really, in this game for the Oilers was the last six minutes of the second period where they drew a penalty and eventually got a goal shortly after the power play. Actually, another uh, not bad positive tonight is the play of Jordan Osterley, who came up and I thought was all right tonight in a game that not many stood out and the players that did stood out were for the wrong reasons. Uh, He came up, he did what you expected of him. He's a a smaller-sized, skilled defenseman that moves the puck well. Where he's going to have trouble is in his own end. But I, I thought he was fine tonight. And whenever he was out there with Davidson, I thought there was a pairing that uh, was consistent throughout the 60 minutes. Well, I liked how McClellan put it. He said those guys made mistakes yep. through trying to do the right thing, maybe sometimes trying to do a little too much. Osterley was finding his way as opposed to mistakes of what McClellan lately has been calling negligence. Well, it, it, yeah, and it, it's really hard coming up and playing on a team that's struggling. Because you, so many things are going wrong around you, and you're out there, and you're trying to find your game, and you're you're new to the situation, and it just seems like everything's going a thousand miles faster because it's people aren't where they're supposed to be, people are missing assignments, uh, it, it's a down bench. Yet he was still able to come up and, and be okay, and I think that's a, a good sign for Jordan, and hopefully. Well, I, I imagine the way that some of the players on the back end play today, you're going to see him a little bit more here for through at least the trade deadline and depending afterwards what happens at the deadline. Curtis Lazar back in town tonight, the former Edmonton Oil King, now with the Senators. He's standing by courtesy of Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. Well, of course, I think I'm, I'm two for two for points here. I assisted on Hoss OT winner last year, so I mean, I, I felt right at home out there. I mean, I love the ice. I love the atmosphere, and it was a lot of fun. And I'm always going to remember this. This is my last game at Rexall. I'm very happy we were able to get the win, and I mean, it's a matter of getting to Vancouver and keeping this thing going. What was it that uh, kept your line going along with Chris and uh, and Nick? No, we got pucks in deep, and it was all their pressure. I mean, I think we uh, caused their demon a lot of problems just holding on to pucks and throwing it at the nets, and, I mean, we're hungry. I mean, our game's not pretty all the time, but it's effective. A 21-year-old and a 20-year-old combined on uh, his first goal. There's still time to work on that goal celebration, I assume? Yeah, I guess everyone's making a big deal, but I kind of want to be that guy that goes get on the puck because, I mean, I love setting up guys for their first. I, I remember last year when I scored my first in Buffalo, and it's a moment you'll never forget. So I, I guess I kind of iced Paulie in the, the celebration. I had no idea at the time. I was just focused on getting that puck. What was the deal with you and McDavid and him getting the embellishment? 
Well, that was a blatant dive. <laughs> I mean, obviously he's probably going to see it differently, but I mean, he had me in a tough spot, and if he, uh, you know, one more stride, he was probably had me. I mean, I was dropping my stick in the process, but you know, he kind of rolled his eyes in the penalty box. He knew right away, and I knew it, so I'm just glad the ref got it right. Pretty good road game by you guys. You look like you were pretty much in control the whole way. Yeah, I think so. I mean, a couple hiccups. Uh, you know, the end of the second when they got the one, we were on our heels a little bit. But I mean, it's a matter of just buying in. You know, resetting each and every shift to get on the ice. And again, I mean, we're gonna keep this thing going because we still got a lot of work to do. How easy, easy is it to carry momentum into game after game when you're when you're on a roll like you are right now? No, it's huge. I mean, winning's fun, and that's the nature of it. And confidence is a scary thing. And the, the momentum, as we saw like, like last year, and I mean, it's you know, we, we can't look too far ahead either. I mean, I mean, our next test uh, against Vancouver in a couple nights is going to be big. So every time the puck drops, you know, we have to be ready to go. You guys are going to need a real strong finish to the season for sure to pull this off. But you did that last year. Like, this is a group that saw that it could be done. Is there any value in having done it? Is there anything up here that says, yeah, we did that before? Yeah, well, I mean, it's that mental side of the game where we know what's, what it takes. And, you know, it was kind of a miracle run last year. And, you know, we say it's a fluke. That, that streak like that's never going to be done again. And, you know, anytime soon. We know that. And, I mean, we didn't want to put ourselves in this predicament. But the fact of the matter is we are out of this picture again. And we have to win games to try and claw our way back. So, again, just focus on ourselves. And hopefully we get, uh, you know, some help from other teams and just see what happens. Great. Scott Johnson talking to Curtis Lazar. The Senators beat the Oilers tonight 4-1 at Rexall Place. Quick break from the news. Back with more post-game reaction and your calls. You're listening to the Terry Ferenich Team Overtime Open Line. Now, live from the Cabela's Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Thanks for tuning in tonight. It's 10:34. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown with you. The Oilers lose another one, 4-1 to the Ottawa Senators. The final damage tonight at Rexall Place, 780-496-0063 is the open line number. We have Abbas standing by. Abbas, thanks for holding. Go ahead. Hi, Reed. Hi, Rob. How are you today? We're doing well. You know, last year we argued about we don't have any goaltenders. And I have to say, Cammy has... Uh, you know, won my heart because he he won against the Maple Leafs even tonight. Even though the Oilers lost tonight, he kept the guys in the game. And I don't know what to say for the Oilers this year because they're just a bunch of losers, unfortunately. Well, yeah, Abbas, I, I thought... You know, Camp Talbot's stats aren't going to look very good, likely by the end of the season. I do think since the middle of December, he's he's probably in a in a large group of goaltenders who are, you know, sort of average compared to other NHL starters. He won't have a good save percentage tonight, Rob. I I know the second goal went under his arm, but that whole power play, all he was doing was sliding because they looked like Ottawa could have had three or four one-timer shots on that power play. The only reason that the Oilers had a chance going into the third period of this game was because of Cam Talbot. Cam was outstanding through the first 40 minutes. Uh, the, the the goal, the third goal in the over or in uh, the third period, I mean, he had no chance. That's just a wonderful two-on-one after a bad mistake in the neutral zone by the Oilers. But Cam Talbot was good. He gave them a legitimate chance to win the hockey game tonight. And unfortunately for the Oilers, they weren't able to get it done offensively. 4-1, the Senators win it. Nick Paul, in his fourth NHL game, got his first career goal for Ottawa. Here he is, courtesy of Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely being a big body and... Um, with uh, my old coach and the way, I, way I've been taught to play, I just 
uh, get get to the front of the net and good things will happen. So uh, call a bit of a meat potatoes goal, but those are the kind of goals you need. It's a small sample size with only four games under your belt here, but is this as comfortable as you felt? Um, I wouldn't say comfortable, uh, yeah, like okay. extremely comfortable, but um, definitely the more games I play, the more uh, confident that I'm getting and being able to make plays. So um, I'm just going to keep, keep treating each game like a like a tryout almost and just be the best I can be and, and try to limit all my mistakes. Any immediate plans for the puck thoughts on where you might be storing that one? Not yet, but uh, probably go to my parents' house where it's safe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Awesome, thank you. Coach McClellan talked about their room being really nervous this week because of the deadline. Yeah. What's your sense of what your room is like? Um, I feel right now is uh, we're focusing on two points each game and uh, we're going game by game and the room's been good because we've been on a, a little bit of a win streak here so um, everyone's been happy and calming each other and practicing been good so uh, right now we just keep playing on keeping it rolling. Yeah, playoffs are in sight. You got to work to it. You got teams to get over, but it's there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you just got to play every game uh, for the two points, and uh, you can't just start uh, playing hockey, play hockey. Every game matters, no games off. So uh, that's what we're doing right now, game by game. Appreciate it. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. Reed? Yeah, Scott Johnson, thanks. That's uh, Nick Paul who got the opening goal tonight at 12.50 of the first period. I, I mean, one of many instances, especially over the first 30 minutes of the game, Rob, where the puck was around the Oilers' net, around the Oilers' net, and I'm sure Oilers fans are thinking, my God, just clear it. Somebody <laughs> find it and clear it out of there. But they, they were just getting getting beaten, weren't organized enough. Well, one of the reasons that the, the, the puck isn't able to get cleared is because the tonight the Ottawa Senators were so quick in getting on the Oilers. The Oilers didn't have time to think. They, they, they mishandle it, and all of a sudden there's a guy on you right away. And Ottawa just kept pushing forward, pushing forward. And that line, especially with Paul and Lazar and, and Chris Neal, I mean, it's not a line that should scare you. Uh, I mean, Lazar's a nice player. Paul's a, a young kid just breaking in, and Chris Neal's at the, the, the tail end of his career. But they had a number of great chances, and simply they outbattled the other players that they were playing against. Outworked them, outhit them. Uh, in the corners, if there was a puck to be had, they had the puck. And the Oilers just, they were on their heels. And they were unable to get the puck out. They were unable to make plays through the first 40 minutes. And by the time they started finding their game a bit, they were down 3-1 and the game was over. 4-1 is the final. If the Oilers ever score five goals in a game like they did earlier on this homestand against Toronto, you can go to the Oilers page on 630ched.com and you'll find the Japanese village goal light. Three locations, downtown, south side, and north side. You can print up a coupon for a free appetizer. Got a couple of text messages I want to read. You'll also hear from Jordan Osterley, who made his NHL season debut. Terry Peranich, Real Estate Team, Overtime Open Line, from the Cabela's Broadcast Center. Live from the Cabela's Broadcast Center, this is the Terry Peranich Team, Overtime Open Line. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Okay, the Oilers lose 4-1 to the Ottawa Senators. Edmonton winless in 5 0-4-1 over that span. Paul Smith, Chason, and Stone scoring for Ottawa. Everly's 19th, the only one for Edmonton. Pouliot and Mc, uh, pardon me, Davidson and McDavid had the assists. They gave it to McDavid initially, then they changed it to Pouliot. Now it's back to McDavid, who has a uh, four-game point streak. You can text us at... 6.30, Somebody texting in and says, how are we showcasing Schultz for a trade when he plays so bad every night? <laughs> well, I, don't, I, I mean, I don't think they are, quote-unquote, showcasing him. I think teams know what he is, 
And if some team decides to take a chance on him, then, the, I mean, the Oilers are probably getting somebody back that another organization has had enough well, of. And it, the, the choices of putting other players in right now for the Oilers are Nikitin and Clendenning, and Schultz is probably better than both of them. So, I mean, the Oilers' depth right now up top is is not that strong. Steven says, hey, guys, who besides Schultz do you think Todd McClellan was talking about having horrible games? Well, I mean, you can go up and down the lineup tonight. This was not a strong game for a lot of players. He said two or three. I mean, I don't know. They're like, <laughs> there weren't a lot of guys that had good games no, tonight. So no, so I mean. It, it, if it was me, I'd say more than two or three. No, I, I would say a dozen players well, did yeah, not have exactly. good games tonight. It was, uh, if you look at uh, the offensive players, your top six guys, I thought Everly had some good chances tonight. He scored a goal. I thought McDavid was dangerous at times. Pouliot, I don't think, had one of his stronger games. And the dry settle game, or the dry settle line, was not near as good as they should be and could be. And then you go to your bottom six. I mean, Cassian was okay. Yakupov was okay. Latesta was okay. And the bottom line, there wasn't a lot of physicality out of the Hendricks line, now partly because they didn't get a lot of ice time. So top to bottom, this was not a good effort by the Oilers. So I think... Todd might have been being kind when he said there was only two or three, but I think maybe two or three in Todd's mind were that much uh, below where they needed to be. And, and I think what he's looking at is not so much the execution, it's the effort. And some nights the execution isn't there, the puck bounces one way or another, but it's the, the work ethic that is what you can control. And tonight some of the players did not have near good enough work ethic. So Jordan Osterley back up in the NHL. He was called up from Bakersfield on the weekend. Here he is. Your season debut tonight, how would you sum up your performance? Ah, I thought I did some good things, and I, I thought I did some things that, uh, that I can work on. And just go, I mean, in any game, you, can, you always have things you can work on, but obviously it's more evident here. Um, but overall, I'm, I'm pleased with how I did. Didn't seem like the passing game was a little too quick for you up here. It seemed like you had to handle that early, despite not really having the chemistry. Yeah, no, um, I thought I handled it well. I thought uh, I thought I gelled well with Davy, and I, I thought we settled in after a couple shifts, and I thought we were we were pretty good. But obviously, a disappointing loss. How would you sum up that one from a team perspective? Yeah, no, it's tough. I, I definitely get the feel in this room. Yeah, it's, it sucks losing, even if I was just here for one game. But. Uh, I can feel uh, everyone's trying to play for one another. Everyone's trying to get wins. And I know my Harvick's game game one loss here, or four in a row, or five in a row, but uh, it, it sucks to lose no matter what. Talked about feeling comfortable. It really seemed like you were moving the puck well for the most part. Yeah, no, I felt good. Um, uh, I'm definitely confident in my abilities, so I just have to come up here and just and, and stay confident. Before the game, you also talked about, you know, trying to stop the cycle at this level. Uh, how'd you feel you did in that area? I thought uh, I thought me and Davey didn't spend too much time in our D zone. I thought when we were in our D zone, I thought we handled them pretty well, and I, I thought uh, thought I was able to jump in the play. Uh, There's probably only a couple cycles I was out against, and I thought I, I read a couple of them well, and and, and a couple others that I could have done something different. Read that short mostly. All right, thanks, Brendan Ulrich. We're going to make Osterley tonight's home ice hero for ATB Financial. Know someone whose quiet hard work makes hockey happen in your community. Nominate them for ATB. ATB's Home Ice Hero Award at atb.com slash home ice. couple of uh, texts here. Uh, this texter didn't sign his or her name. Says uh, it's up to the coach to get his players motivated. Todd McClellan has never won a big game in his career. 
Another texter says, I keep on hearing how Talbot is doing so wonderful. How many times has he prevented more pucks from going in his net than the opposing goaltender? Well, uh, okay, we'll answer both. Uh, Todd McClellan, is a, this is the fifth coach that this team has had. It's the same result. It's not the coach. It's simply not the coach. The effort that was on the ice has nothing to do with the coach. If you're a professional hockey player making money as a living and you need somebody to tell you you've got to work hard, well, then you're in the wrong business. So that's nothing on the coach. As far as Talbot, Talbot, <laughs> when the other team outplays your team, your goaltender usually is going to give up more goals than the other team. Uh, Talbot was really, really good for a long stretch. He had a blip there here recently where he probably wasn't as good as he was, but this is more on the team playing in front of him. And tonight, certainly, was not the team in front of him. Talbot was good enough to win a hockey game. He did not have enough guys in front of him pulling their weight. Senators take it 4-1 at Rexall Place. We'll get some thoughts from the winning head coach tonight of the uh, Ottawa Senators, Dave Cameron, ahead. Overtime open line brought to you by the Terry Peranich Real Estate Team. We're in the Cabela's Broadcast Centre. You're listening to the Terry Peranich Team Overtime Open Line. Now, live from the Cabela's Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Final score at Rexall Place, Senators 4, Oilers 1. The Senators head coach is Dave Cameron. Yeah, Gordon thought it was, you know, the, the last little while, uh, the big thing for us, we've been getting some secondary scoring. And, and this time of the year, uh, with the schedule, you, you need to find different ways to win. And, and our secondary scoring has been good, and we scored a power play goal tonight, an empty netter, so... Uh, got some good secondary scoring, but I, I thought we were pretty consistent. Your slop trough area seems to be uh, to the liking of Nick Paul. If you can, just comment on sharing in his excitement of getting his first NHL. Well, you know, uh, Nick's been a real good player since he came up here with us. And he's a big body. He's smart. He reads the play well. He protects pucks. And when you have a big body like that, if he, if, if he decides he's going to the net, it's going to be pretty hard to stop him. And you just hope that then the team puts the puck there. And, you know, that whole play of his goal started, we've got a puck, we got a shot off the entry. And uh, that always causes some confusion to play defense, and then uh, we got a second shot and then cashed another rebound. All right, that's Dave Cameron, the coach of the victorious Ottawa Senators, 4-1 over the Oilers. Uh, the Oilers' farm team, the Bakersfield Condors, winning tonight 3-2 over San Antonio. Other NHL action, the Kings lead the Flames 2-1 in the third. The Devils beat the Rangers 5-2. A little bit of a diving exhibition there <laughs> by Blandy, Joseph Blandisi again. He's going to be fined by the NHL because it's two <laughs> dives that will look the exact same. Actually, he's not very good because one brushed his lip and the other one was the back of the knee and he had the exact same dive for both. As if he got shot in the shoulder. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Carolina beats Philadelphia 3-1. The Predators knock off the Maple Leafs 3-2. Philip Forsberg, natural hat trick in that game. He's up to 23 on the season. Yeah, he had a slow start to the season, and then they got Ryan Johansson. You're like, what's going to happen to Forsberg? But he's his, he's turned it on because right now uh, he's as hot as any player on the Nashville Predators. In a shootout, Detroit over Columbus 2-1. The Lightning win at home 2-1 over the Coyotes. Stamkos got his 26th. Oh, Cedric Paquette, that penalty shot goal. Uh, yeah, it was funny. He had, a, he had a breakaway. A little teeny tug. It wasn't a big tug, but enough that the referee decided to give him a penalty shot. And he goes in and scores, and that's the difference in a 2-1 hockey game. Franz Nielsen, two goals for the Islanders. They win 4-1 in Minnesota. The Stars outscore the Jets 5-3. And, of course, uh, as we've been talking about, the Oilers fall on home ice 4-1 to the Ottawa Senators. Well, it's going to be an interesting few days. The 
Oilers hit the road for two, L.A. and Anaheim. Two games, they have uh, two places they have traditionally not done well in. Then they host a pretty good New York Islanders team on Sunday. The trade deadline is Monday. We certainly anticipate Purcell and Schultz, at the very least, are going to be traded. We Obviously, we don't know when or where, but if McClellan is right and the players are, are tense and waiting for something to happen, they better move past that before the trade deadline because they, they can't keep repeating these efforts. Well, no, because they're going to be starting to play better hockey clubs. You know, the Ottawa Senators are a team that you know, they're not a bad hockey club, but they're not the L.A. Kings. They're not the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, I don't think they're the New York Islanders either. So the Oilers, if you're losing on 4-1 on home ice to a team that's four to six points out of a playoff spot on the east, well, now you got to go to the home of two teams that – both have legitimate chances to win the Stanley Cup, so the Oilers must find a much better effort in their next couple of games on the road. Well, that's the thing. A 1-4-1 one, one homestand, they didn't play a single team on this homestand who's more than a middle-of-the-pack team. The only opponent from this homestand who's in a playoff spot is Colorado, and they're in the second wild card competing with Minnesota. Winnipeg's way out of it. The Leafs are obviously uh, way out. Oh, sorry, Anaheim. Anna, 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 par- Anna. Pardon me. Five of the six are, 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 not, uh, are not doing very well. And, you know, Ottawa's still four, six points Well, out. and that's why uh, a lot of people before this homestand started thought that this could be a, a huge homestand for those where they could, you know, if they win five or six, get ten points, and, and at least dream about making the playoffs. It, it was all for naught as the Oilers faltered on home ice and now got to go to two very, very tough barns. Rob, we'll talk to you on Thursday night. I look forward to it. That's our next broadcast. What's going to happen is I'll have inside sports from 6 to 7 on Thursday. 7 o'clock face-off show. The game against the LA Kings will start at 8.30. Brendan Ulrich will have Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I will have uh, inside sports from 6 to 9. We'll have another edition of my Living the Dream segment that we just started up last week. Our studio producer tonight, Kellen Kennedy. We're in the Cabela's Broadcast Center. Terry Peranich Real Estate Team presenting Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio 630 Chat. The Senators take it 4-1. Oilers now winless in five. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night.